This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 69-inch. On this week's episode, we celebrate the two-year anniversary of Weird Al's Hollywood Star Ceremony with guests Polly Esther and Jackson Scoggins. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. I cannot believe it has been almost two years since Weird Al got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It feels like it was just yesterday. Yeah, it feels like it was almost two years ago. Dave, (laughs) what is Weird Al's star? Ethan, I think you should know what Weird Al's star is. That is the fund that we started to help repave Weird Al's driveway. Weird Al's tar fund. Oh, no, no, no. Dave, Dave. No, no, no. I I mean, Weird Al's star fund. The one that you started with Vicky DeVries. Oh, Weird Al's star fund. Why didn't you say so? All right, well, the short answer is that it is the fund that Vicky DeVries and I started to help get Weird Al a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. When I was out there for the tattoo special, she took me around to see Hollywood Boulevard. I noticed Al did not have a star on the Walk of Fame. I know, I cannot believe it myself, but he did not. So we did a little research and we figured out how to get Al a star. And after, oh, 15 years or so of doing this, we ended up getting Al a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's right. On August 27th, 2018, Al received his star. It was the 2,643rd star, and that is the one we wanted for him, so I'm glad we waited 15 years. And it, it was absolutely an amazing ceremony. It was an amazing day. It's A lot of it is a blur to me. I know you every once in a while you ask me questions about it, and I'm like, hey, yeah, that was just a blur. Just My mind was so overwhelmed. I had so much fun that day. And one of the cool things about the star is actually directly across the street from the Chinese theater. Like it is in the heart of Hollywood. So it is it, like everything about this whole star ceremony is just wonderful. And it came together fabulously. And that's why we are taking this episode to go down memory lane and talk about this amazing event that happened just about two years ago. Before we get to that, we have so much to get to this week. Now, Last week and the week before, we had our interview with John Bermuda Schwartz all about his brand new book, Black and White and Weird All Over. Yeah, we got so much great feedback about those episodes with Bermuda, and people are really excited to order Bermuda's brand new book, Black and White and Weird All Over. Dave, <laughs> believe it or not, this is the third time I've pre-ordered Bermuda's book. I pre-ordered it on Amazon when it was first announced. I pre-ordered the special edition box set. Now I've pre-ordered from Book Soup, a bookstore in Hollywood, where they're doing this special promotion. If you pre-order, you can get the book personalized and signed by John Bermuda Schwartz, and you get a set of those exclusive postcards. That is so cool. For collectors like us, those postcards are just worth buying a brand new book just to get. Absolutely. And yeah, and get, you know, getting Bermuda's autograph, that's nice too. But I mean, we are getting that with the box set. But it'll be nice to have both a box set and a regular book signed by Bermuda. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to have Bermuda sign every single book in my house at one point. <laughs> so it helps that they come pre-signed, you know, when you pre-order them. No, but <laughs> so this weekend, Saturday, August 29th, I found out that Bermuda is doing a live Q&A discussion with the Book Soup store in Hollywood. Yeah, how exciting. 
we posted the link over on our Facebook group, group.2000inch.com, and it's going to happen on Saturday, August 29th at 6 p.m. Eastern or 6 p.m. Burrito Burrito time, which is also 3 p.m. Pacific or 3 p.m. Hollywood Star time. Hmm, August 29th. That sounds very familiar. Yeah, that sounds familiar to me too. I wonder why. Oh, I know why, because we mentioned last week that Al is doing the Lucio Ball Comedy Festival on August 29th. He's going to be appearing at the Comedy Festival in an interview conducted by the celebrity superfans Jimmy Fallon and Lin-Manuel Miranda. That's happening this Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time or 8 p.m. Brito Brito Time. And for more information, you can check out ComedyCenter.org. Hmm. No, that's not what I was thinking of. But I, I know another thing that's happening on the 29th. It's, of course, the eighth annual Ed Asner and Friends Poker Tournament, which is in collaboration with the World Poker Tour. That's happening on August 29th. And if you go to pokerwithed.com, there's all the information. And Weird Al has signed a jersey that's going to be available during the silent auction. No, that's not it. Not the poker tournament. I know there's something else going on on August 29th. Oh, I know what it is. It is Fump Fest. That is the live stream of the very popular Fump Fest Comedy Music Festival. This year, everything is going to be virtual, and it's going to be a lot of fun because there's going to be live stream performances. Amy Engelhart's going to be performing, Carl Ulbricht, our good friend Devo Spice, and Worm Quartet will also be performing. Yes, the opening ceremonies start at 6 p.m. Eastern, or 6 p.m. Burrito Burrito time, and it runs until about midnight. And, of course, the festival will be emceed by Insane Ian, and the great Lukeski will be there as well. They're a lot of fun. You can check that out over at fumpfest.com. And now originally 2020 was going to be the Dr. Demento 50th anniversary celebration, but due to COVID that is being postponed to next year, August 20 through 22nd, 2021. Wow, there is a lot of stuff going on on this August 29th, but I still do not think that that's what I was thinking of. I know there's something else going on on August 29th. I got it. I got it, Dave. August 29th, Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York is open from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. That's exactly what I was thinking of for August 29th, our good friends Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York. This week's episode is brought to you in part by vegan Mexican restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound double-wrapped in a quesadilla Burrito Burrito. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your Burrito Burrito. Find them at burritosquared.com and at Burrito Squared on Instagram. And remember, not every burrito is a Burrito Burrito Burrito, but every Burrito 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 can be Burrito Burrito. And don't forget, this Saturday, August 29th, they're open from 10 to 8 p.m., Eastern Daylight Time or 10 to 8 p.m. Burrito Burrito Time. Ah, yes. I'm glad that we cleared that up. Now, just last weekend on Sunday, the brand new Tiny Tim documentary just premiered. It's called Tiny Tim King for a Day, and it premiered at Fantasia 2020 Film Festival. And it is an amazing film. So Al is the narrator, and he reads these diary entries from Tiny Tim throughout the documentary I'm so excited that people are finally able to check that out. Dave and I, of course, we were sent a screener, so we got to check it out a little bit early. And our understanding is it will be available for a wider release coming soon. Yeah, that screener was so much fun and so awesome to watch. Wouldn't it be really cool if we had like the producer or the biographer on at some point on our podcast? I would really enjoy that, Dave. While you're waiting for a wider release of the Tiny Tim King for a Day documentary, you can check out brand new Reno 911 episodes. They've dropped on Quibi and Al's episode is in there. 
I cannot wait to see it. I've been protesting Quibi until Al's episode dropped. So now I'm going to have to get it. <laughs> and I'm going to have to binge it. Because for a while, Quibi was only available to watch on your phone. You couldn't watch it like on your TV, on Apple TV or something. So it was really strange. But I think they changed that, especially since they debuted during the pandemic, which very poor timing on everything. <laughs> but now you can watch it on TV and now you can watch the Weird Al episode. And what's super cool is Reno 911 on Quibi was nominated for two Emmys, one for Outstanding Actress in a Short-Form Comedy or Drama Series for Carrie Kenny Silver, and another for Outstanding Short-Form Comedy or Drama Series. How cool is that? Wow, congratulations to Reno 911. I can't wait to check out Al's performance on there. He's going to be Ted Nugent. How awesome is that? (laughs) (laughs) I love the show already. I've seen every episode when it was on Comedy Central. I've seen the movie. I am so excited to check out the Quibi series. I've heard it's great. And of course, there's another connection to Weird Al and the Weird Al Star Fund and the Weird Al Star Ceremony. And Thomas Lennon, who spoke at Weird Al Star Ceremony, is actually in that show as well. Yeah, yeah. He's the executive producer and star. So very cool. Excited for Reno 911. I'm glad it's back. Another thing you can do while you're waiting for widespread release of Tiny Tim King for a day or for Brito Brito to open at 10 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time on August 29th, you can check out Grammy-nominated Jim Kimo West's brand new album. It dropped on August 14th, so you should guys should already have it by now. I just got my copy the other day in the mail. It is really awesome. It's called More Guitar Stories and is available over now at jimkemowest.com and Ethan Kemo sent me a guitar pick with my album. <laughs> nice! So we are twins now having exclusive Jim Kemo West guitar picks. So yeah, I, I definitely recommend people get a physical copy of that. You know, if you're a Weird Al collector, you should definitely have this in your collection. As we mentioned earlier, this week marks the two-year anniversary of Weird Al getting his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yes, oh my gosh, that was so much fun getting to go out to California, and I don't know what you did, Dave, and I'm sure we'll hear, but I decided to make the entire weekend leading up to the ceremony on Monday completely Al-centric. So on the Saturday, I went to Linwood, Al's you know childhood hometown. I went to Linwood High School. I got to see Al's childhood home. I got to see the middle school that Al went to, and it was just so much fun. And then the next day, the day before the ceremony, I went on an algrimage all the way up to Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo. Oh, I'm so glad you finally got to make that algrimage and check out all those great Weird Al places. I went many, many years ago on the Poodle Hat Tour, and I know I had a lot of fun out there. So how was your adventure out there? Oh, I mean, it ended up great, but it was quite an adventure, (laughs) to say the least. So, I mean, I was staying in Los Angeles, and we all know Jeremy Samples. He's the Weird Al fan who's been to the most number of concerts. And, of course, you can't count, like, Weird Al crew members like JW or Melissa, (laughs) you know, or Al and the band. You know, you can't count them, but... (laughs) I think Jeremy's been to more Weird Al concerts than Weird Al himself. That's... Very possible. So, so yeah, so Jeremy Samples and I decided we were going to go out to San Luis Obispo. And we also decided later in the day on that Sunday, we were going to check out a comedy show in Hollywood that had a bunch of really cool comedians like Tim Heidecker from Tim and Eric Awesome Show. Great job. So we had to go super early because it's like a four hour drive all the way up to San Luis Obispo from LA. And so we went out early, we set out early and we were driving and it was just such 
an awesome ride because the sights are just so beautiful. You're kind of like you're seeing the sea, you're seeing some mountains, you're seeing a lot of really cool stuff. It was really awesome ride. Unfortunately, not too long after we left, I realized I forgot my wallet back in my oh, Airbnb. No. <laughs> so it was kind of weird driving without my license, you know, in a, a foreign state, <laughs> hoping that I didn't get pulled over. So we decided, you know, the one thing that we absolutely wanted to do is we wanted to see the radio station bathroom where my Bologna was recorded, of course, right? That's like <laughs> right, of course. the one thing. But then we also wanted to check out a couple of the other places in downtown San Luis Obispo featured in the Take Me Down Weird Al song, the first song that was ever commercially released. So, Dave, you know, I used to host a college radio show for many years called Alternative to Sleeping with Ethan Allman, where I'd interviewed Al, everyone in the band, Jimmy Fallon, all sorts of really cool people. So I figured if I'm flying all the way out to California and I'm going on this big algrimage up to San Luis Obispo, I definitely want to get into the radio station and, and check it out. So months before, because I did have a little bit of a heads up on when this was happening. So I was able to get my travel all set up. I started reaching out to members of the radio station, KCPR to see if I could make sure that someone would be there. Cause I was coming on a Sunday in the summer. So I got in touch with a couple of people. I let them know that I'm a former college radio DJ and I wanted to see the station and you know, I was in touch with a couple of different people. Nobody was able to confirm that they would be on campus and able to let me in. So there was like this little thing in the back of my mind where I was like pretty nervous driving out there. Like maybe we won't get in. <laughs> but anyway, we get to the campus and we go into the first building we see and it's like a campus center and there's a security guard there. So we go up to him and we're like, hey, we're looking for the KCPR radio station. And he just looks at us. He's like, radio station? And we're like, yeah, you know, the uh, the student radio station. He's like, I didn't know we had a radio station. <laughs> <laughs> now we're like, I wonder, you know, did something happen? Anyway, so luckily Jeremy knew the building number of the radio station and he gave it to the guy. It was building 62. And he's like, oh, well, I can show you where building 62 is. So he kind of drew us a, a map and he's like, yeah, you can kind of get there. And we're just like, OK, so we start walking. We weren't super sure that the guy even gave us like the right information. And we're just going and we're walking like a quarter of a mile. And finally, we get to building 62. And on the side of the building is a big plaque. It says, KCPR radio. And we're like, oh, we finally found it. We're so excited. We're taking pictures in front of the sign. Go up to the door and it's locked. And there's not like anyone around. This is like a Sunday in the summer. And we could hear there was like a football game going on. There wasn't really anyone walking around. We're like, oh, well, it's locked. I wonder if the other doors are open. So I was like, Jeremy, why don't you stay here at the front door in case anyone walks by or comes out? I'll go check the other doors. So this is a giant building. I mean, this is a big campus. I'm going around. I'm checking right. every single door and all of them are locked. And at each one, I'm just like, I'm getting more nervous and more nervous because I knew we only had a certain amount of time to spend in San Luis Obispo because we had to drive the four hours back and go to this comedy show that we had tickets to. So we're, I'm like, I'm getting so nervous. I'm checking each door, each one, you know, like heart skips a beat. It's locked. And finally, I'm at the back of the building. And this is like a loading dock bay area. And... I'm like, all right, surely they forgot to lock one of these doors. <laughs> so I go to each of these doors. Each one is locked. There's like a little doorbell buzzer. I'm buzzing it. I'm like knocking nothing. <laughs> you know, all the lights are off inside. I was getting so nervous. 
and you know no text from jeremy or anything so i'm like all right i gotta keep going each door locked 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 finally i get to the final door and i'm like this is the last chance this has to be open or else i don't get to see the bathroom <laughs> it's so <laughs> it's so stupid in context it's like you know i really want to see a bathroom <laughs> halfway across the world from where i live but i really did so go up to the door and i'm just like crossing all my fingers crossing all my toes and i pull on the door and it's locked so now i'm like oh no <laughs> this was our last chance nobody's walked by and I noticed next to the door, though, there's a keypad with the numbers one through nine and a zero. And I'm like, I wonder if they just have a really cheesy password. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to hit some numbers and figure out how long the passwords are. So I just go one, two, three, four, five, six, and I until it's it beeps at, at six. So I know it's six letters long. So I'm like, okay, so it's not one, two, three, four, five, six. So maybe it's six, five, four, three, two, one. No, maybe it's nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. No. And I'm like, oh man, this is this is not good. This is not good. Oh, maybe it's one 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 one. You know, I try a couple of these things. Like, kind of, <laughs> like maybe it's just like really obvious. Maybe you know they they need to make it easy so the students can remember. And I try all these different things, and it's just like it's not working. So I was ready to walk away and give up, and and you know go see the gum wall instead. When I just had. I don't know what it was just compelled me to try one last number. So I was like, well, it's building 62. So maybe I'll do 626262. The green light lit up and the door unlocked. (laughs) (laughs) I like if you check out mathematically how many different combinations there possibly could be, it's in the millions. And I somehow figured it out and I was able to go in and I, I couldn't believe it. I didn't want to like walk back out and go find Jeremy. I'm like, Jeremy, you got to just walk around until you find the door. I'm too nervous that <laughs> it's not really the right number. And it just was a fluke. So he came and, and we were able to confirm it was in fact the password. So we got in, all the lights were off. We're like turning on the lights. We're like, what if like a cop comes through and like, why are you guys here? So our, <laughs> our alibi was if we got stopped that we were being interviewed on the college radio station and they told us to meet them in here. You know, that was our, our plan. So we look and we see a sign. It has the building directory and it says the radio station is on the third floor. So we go up to the third floor and we see the radio station and we're just like, oh, wow, that's so awesome. But we really want to see the bathroom across the hall. <laughs> that's what we that's what we really want to see, Dave. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we, we, you know, we're admiring. We're taking pictures of the radio station. We turn around and there is no across the hall. It's just like. <laughs> a, a wall with windows there's no doors and there's no bathroom on the entire third floor so we're like did they change buildings <laughs> like we're like we're like what what could happen so luckily we remembered at one point a few years before al had tweeted out that picture of him in the bathroom recording my Bologna, and it had the bathroom number and it started with a two so we're like maybe they moved the radio station and it's still in this building Luckily, we go downstairs, we find what used to be the radio station, and across the hall is a bathroom with a plaque on the wall commemorating it as the studio that Al recorded my Bologna. And we just, we had a blast. We, we took all sorts of pictures. I sat on the floor and, like, recreated that photo, that famous photo of Al. 
and you know we we just we took pictures everywhere in the stalls i used the urinal in the picture with al (laughs) you know i just i I really had to get my money's worth and we did everything possible and it was just it was so much fun and then of course we went downtown we got to go to the gum wall we checked out the madonna inn on our way home we did a couple other things from take me down and it was just awesome we went to the comedy show that was so much fun and then the next morning woke up bright and early Weird Al star ceremony. That is so cool that you got to see the radio station and you got to hang out in the bathroom. You know, when I went back on the Poodle Hat tour, they didn't have that plaque up yet. So I do have to go back and I do have to see that plaque. But we did pretty much the same thing, although the radio station was actually still on the second floor at that time. And it was, like you said, directly across from the bathroom. And we went in the bathroom and we played the bathroom recording of My Bologna <laughs> on a really cheesy tape deck. And there was about five or six of us in there. And you know what? It sounds really weird. You know, like you said, you're going across the country to find a bathroom. But in reality, it's really pretty stinking majestic. It's something every Weird Al fan should try to do at least once in their life. Highlight on the stinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was clean when we were in there i yeah. don't know about no, I, you I know there. yeah it was clean it was clean no it was it was very cool and i can only imagine if someone walked in and they saw me sitting on the floor getting my picture taken what they would have said <laughs> <laughs> well luckily the building was empty otherwise uh, <laughs> you might have had some explaining to do yes <laughs> So when I was breaking and entering, Dave, what were you doing on that (laughs) fateful day before the ceremony? Well, I managed not to break any laws as far as I know. (laughs) Jackie and I also went out a couple days early. We wanted to kind of get a little mini vacation out of this. Uh, One of our goals was we actually wanted to go and visit Disneyland. And we had set up ahead of time with a whole bunch of other Weird Al fans. You know, basically, come hang out with us at Disneyland. And we went there for two days. And there were a bunch of Weird Al fans that were there as well. The first day, that Saturday, I know we were hanging out in the California Adventures part mostly. And Vicky was our tour guide one day. And Tony Goldmark, he's amazing. He knows like Disneyland like the back of his hand. He's got that series, Some Jerk with a Camera, which <laughs> right. basically goes through the entire history of Disneyland and everything. And it's a very funny series. He actually filmed me for a couple scenes that actually made it onto his video series. So that was oh, really wow. pretty cool. But he took me around one day and let me tell you he's an amazing tour guide because like i said he knows disneyland like the back of his hand he's like we're going here we're gonna go here okay we're gonna get a fast pass to here then we're gonna cut over <laughs> run across the park we're gonna go on this ride by the time we get off this ride the fast pass will be ready then we'll jump over here then we'll go here okay now which would you rather see would you rather see this or would you rather see that okay then and he just had everything mapped out in his head in like five minutes he like knew what the entire day's itinerary was going to be and he went full force and we got to see so much stuff that we would have never thought to have seen just because we had such amazing tour guys in Vicky and in Tony and just getting to see a whole bunch of other Weird Al fans there too as well we got to hang out with them that was a lot of fun now I've always wanted to check that park out because of course that is where they have the Jungle Cruise ride did you get to see Skipper Dan (laughs) okay we did not get to see Skipper Dan but we did get to ride the Jungle Cruise ride and we got to ride it with Skipper Christine Weird Al fan Christine Slipson. She actually works there at Disneyland. And one of her jobs there (laughs) is she's a skipper on the Jungle Cruise ride. That is so awesome. Yeah, it was. And 
I don't know if this is giving out any kind of secrets or anything, but she was able to arrange for us as a group of Weird Al fans to get like a semi-private you know ride with her as the skipper <laughs> on the Jungle Cruise ride. There oh, were a couple cool. other, I think, non-Weird Al fans that made it on just so they could have a full boat. <laughs> it was basically the full boat of just Weird Al fans and you know Weird Al fan Christine, you know Skipper Christine, giving the tour. And of course, she did everything in the Skipper Dan song, you know, <laughs> that she needed to do. Here's the backside of water. <laughs> look at those hippos wiggling their ears. <laughs> yeah, look at those hippos wiggling those ears. Exactly. It was it was great. It was she was a wonderful experience too. And I had a lot of fun actually getting to ride. And I did ask her a little bit about Skipper Dan. I think at the time she said that nobody there was named Dan that was a skipper, but they were all very aware of the song. Oh, sure. It was actually <laughs> I don't know if you can see it while you're waiting in line or if it was just how we happened to have to enter, but there is this like life preserver in you know one of the control rooms or something that actually says Skipper Dan on it. Oh, you know, cool. On it. So that was really pretty cool to get to see that. So they are aware of the song Skipper Dan over in <laughs> Disneyland and on the Jungle Cruise for sure. <laughs> I wonder if it's sort of like a sore spot for, for some of them. Like, I wonder if it hits too close to home. Like, oh, yeah, I... <laughs> I'm a failed actor and now I have to work as a skipper <laughs> or maybe it's just fun and it's not their story. Yeah. So we got to spend two days at Disneyland and that was a lot of fun hanging out with Weird Al fans. And then later on that night, while you were at the comedy show, we headed over to Hollywood as well. And we got in really late. I mean, as you probably figured out while you were driving all over the place, traffic in the LA area is just insane. Yeah. Like it's, it's, <laughs> You think it's going to take you 20 minutes to get somewhere, and then three hours later, you can still see your house. You know, <laughs> right. Basically, traffic jam You know, from Alapalooza. I know where Al got that inspiration Absolutely. for that song. <laughs> so we ended up rolling in, I don't know, 8 o'clock or so at night, and we were hungry, and we still had to check into our hotel. We checked in, and we went out to the Hard Rock Cafe, which is basically across the street from Al's Star. And we had dinner with a whole bunch of Weird Al fans there as well. And then... I was like, we're so close to the star. I know we're going to see it tomorrow, but we got to go over and check it out and check out while it's still covered up and everything right. and just kind of get a, you know, a look at what the boulevard looks like before there's going to be 1,500 people here to see Al, you know, get his star. And so we headed on over there and like the, there was a small group of us, I don't know, six or seven of us that headed on over there. You know, we're all texting each other. We're all going to go over to the star and a bunch of people showed up. I think Jeff McClellan was there and a few other, you know, Vicky and myself and Jackie and the, my cousin and a few other people showed up. And I get there and there is this person just sitting right next to the star <laughs> i started talking to him I'm like why are you here and i just started talking to him and he was camping out there for at least like 12 hours at that point and he was planning to stay there all overnight wow no way now i know he has a great story and joining us right now to tell his story is that exact guy please welcome to the podcast jackson scoggins hey jackson how are you doing how's it going david hi ethan what's up thanks for joining us jackson yeah, i'm glad to be here I, it was a very fun 24 hours for me <laughs> <laughs> i when dave told me about this it was on the podcast i think last year yeah. and i had no idea like somehow it just i completely didn't meet you i didn't hear about this and i've just been like obsessed with it ever since i need to hear all about it <laughs> <laughs> no no i was listening to the podcast that week and i i heard it and i was 
I think I, I took my I took my two best friends like to to bre- to breakfast the next morning and played the podcast where y'all mentioned me of and I was like, <laughs> You guys you see this? And they're like, uh so so that was Al talking about you? And I'm like, No, no, it wasn't Al. It was uh it was these two guys who like do a podcast about Al. And they're like, Oh, and they mentioned you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you finally made it big. Yeah, I made it big. It's my lame claim to flame. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I think your lame claim to fame is camping out overnight at the Weird Al Star Ceremony. <laughs> How did you find out about Al Star Ceremony and what possessed you to camp out overnight for it? I heard I heard when he found out. I heard, like when the news came out that he found out. I heard that, and then I just kind of kept on like following, just like in general, just like updates, constantly googling, knowing that I was about to move to Hollywood and that it was probably coming up here soon. And so you know, I think it just like popped up on my Facebook feed either through either through Al's account or like I, I wasn't a part of any Facebook groups at the time, but it just it came onto my screen. And I had a really weird school schedule and had a period from uh, 11 a.m. on a Sunday to uh, noon on a on a Monday that I could just uh, sit in the August heat <laughs> on uh, on like uh, like in front of the TMZ uh, tour building uh, on Hollywood Boulevard. Like, not even a building, like a stand. Like I was next to the stand that like advertised the bus tour. <laughs> And that's where I was for give or take 25 hours. Wow. <laughs> oh, so you, it wasn't like you just showed up the night before. You were there that entire day. No, no. So, so I was, you know, I kind of, I'd been, I had been pitching it to my friends of like, okay, you guys, when Mark Hamill, his people camped out at like 9 p.m. the day before and 11 a.m. And so I'm like, the one way to get a KTLA to come cover the star is by having me there at 11 a.m. the next day. And I wanted, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted, you know, if, if Mark Hamill's fans can get on KTLA, I was like, we need a Weird Al fan. They're like, what, what are you doing? What, like, this isn't, this isn't Luke Skywalker. This is Al Yankovic. I'm like, yeah, he's the best musician. He's, he's an inspiration to me. Wow. <laughs> I love the sentiment. I, I I wouldn't have joined you, but I, I love the sentiment. Yeah, no, yeah, no. It, it was purely like a, and so I I posted I posted all the all the days like accounts on Facebook, uh, like on that day, and there's like some that like Bob tagged me in, and like some that David tagged me in, some that I posted. There was one person who got there and hung out with with us from 10 p.m. to midnight, and then there was another guy who was supposed to be in a hotel a block and a half away, but couldn't sleep, and so came and joined me at, like, 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was it was a crazy day. So after the first hour, I posted on Twitter, uh, you know, like, one hour down, 23 to go. Can't wait to be first in line to see the Weird Al Yankovic Hollywood Walk of Fame ceremony. And I tweeted that, and I think there was a. I took a picture of my watch from the self indulgent tour. Oh, cool! And so, like that said, it was like noon on Sunday, and like it was you could you know he liked the tweet, and you know I was I kind of just like posted like I'll just like my tweet. <laughs> Over the next twenty minutes, like I think I think Bob had probably walked by. I think Alexis had walked by. You know, I think maybe one of maybe David had walked by. 
but there were there were people who you know no one was there no one was congregating yet by any means there were yeah. people who wanted yeah. to like look at like it covered up in in uh in a trash bag and uh <laughs> right. and and like who had who had flown out from New Jersey but like there was no one who planned to like park there other than like the people who parked there the longest was like Dave it was Dave it was your you and your crew like at at like 11:30. Right, yeah, we didn't get we were about 11:30 we were wrapping up our day's events and we were like we got to go over and at least check out the star and I was just so surprised that to actually see somebody was waiting there <laughs> when we got there. You know, I yeah, I had been there I mean at that point I'd been there 12 hours. <laughs> wow. <laughs> at that point I think I may have gotten up once to pee. Okay. I might have, and it was it was my dad. Oh yeah, my dad was coming up to get some McDonald's. Uh, to, like he wanted to just take a picture with me to post on his Facebook, get me some <laughs> McDonald's. And I think while he was ordering, there was a switch off for like fifteen minutes. But that McDonald's is right there too. <laughs> anyway, whoa! I need to rewind. I need to rewind. So, because the important part of the story is that I tweeted that thing, Al liked it, and, um, you know, I'm on my phone for, like, 15, 25, you know, minutes, just, like, texting, like, Al just, like, liked my tweet. Al Yankovic just liked my tweet. Like, guys, and everyone's like, uh. And then I, at one (laughs) point, I'm like, you know, I'm looking down at my phone. I'm not really, like, I'm just, I'm, you know, the people, the TMZ guy was there. There was a couple, like, tourists who were hovering. But, like, nobody was really there. And he jumped out of his car and I look up in front of me and he's like kneeling kind of the way he was on the star in those like pictures and like puts his hand out to shake it. And I shake it and I look up at him and, you know, I'm speechless. You know, he's in the, he's a car, whoever's car it was, you know, Nia's, Suvan's, whatever it was. It was the middle of Hollywood Boulevard. He had to get back in the car. It's a stoplight. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And so, and so I look up, you know, shake his hand he kind of does like a like a salute uh like a, a, no he, he he waves shakes my hand goes back into the car and as he, he rolls down the window and salutes and he like you know the light changed <laughs> and so i look around me and i'm like did, did, I, <laughs> did everyone just see that because like i had i met him i did i did the vip for the vanity tour but like i you know, the fact that, like, he, you know, I was, I, you know, the the VIP experiences are fantastic, but it's like, you're in a line. I was in a line to see him. I was sitting on a sidewalk, and he popped out of nowhere and shook my hand. <laughs> it sounds like he specifically came to see you. Oh, no, no, I I, I think, I think he did. I'm convinced, like, you know, I, <laughs> I've, you know, I've, I saw him, I saw him, the times I've seen him after that was, you know, 23 hours after that. Um, <laughs> when he, when he was like doing the ceremony, yeah. uh, I saw him on the the uh, Strings Attached tour yeah. at, in Orange County. Okay. And then I was in the, I was in the New York Times article. Uh, right. The, the photo picture. And so, you know, whether whether that will be my lame claim to fame, whether it will be being <laughs> mentioned on your podcast, whether it'll be being interviewed on your podcast, or whether it'll be like just sitting on the Walk of Fame for 24 hours. <laughs> I'm happy to have it. It's pretty lame and I love it. <laughs> Not lame to us, man. This is... Oh, yeah. I mean, no, I, mean I, I, lis- I listen to y'all's pod and I just like bench. I just like go straight through and I just like consume all the content and I'm like, you know, I, I, I think like, 
oh, maybe I can send this to a friend and a friend will appreciate it. And I realized like, oh, the friend I am sending, the friend I would send it to is just like Ethan and David. <laughs> the friend I would send it to is just like Rob Groder. It's just like UH Jeff. Like like the people the people who I would ever consider like sending this to without them looking at me like what the hell? And I mean you know like I I I I, I flex Weird Al on the gram all the time on the Facebook. I'm very proud of it. But but there's no there's no y'all do such a good job. And I just I'm so Thank glad you. there's this little community. Yeah. Well, thank you. And if you do find an episode that you think Ethan and I would be interested in hearing, please let us know. Yes. I think, I, you know, I really, I really did enjoy the uncensored version of the sax player. <laughs> oh, yes. Our good friend Jimmy Z. Yeah, yes. yeah, that yeah no, he's, that was so cool. Uh, you know, all of the one with Bermuda where he like goes like, like, and y'all just like pull out things and he's like, well, of course I didn't know that that would be like on January 7th. Da, 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 da. And it's definitely I spent hours working on. Ha ha ha. And you're like, okay, Bermuda, we get it. You you have a great archive and I'm very jealous. As like an archivist. <laughs> All right. So I got to confirm with you, though, Jackson, you stayed at the star ceremony. You stayed there 24 hours straight, effectively. You, you left maybe once or twice to use the bathroom, but you were there 24 hours straight. Here is what happened. I'm honest. I'm honest. When you came by, you know, I was, I was, I was, you know, I was sensing, you know, maybe at least I could go shower because <laughs> I had been out in the August heat all day. And so, and so at about like 1215, you know, this guy who does tours on the Hollywood Walk of Fame catches me as I'm walking home. And he's doing a podcast to like anyone who's ever taken a tour from this man on Hollywood Boulevard for the past 15 years. He's doing like a live stream. And he's like, oh, here's Jackson from earlier today. Jackson, are you going home? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go shower. I, I smell very, very poorly. Um, <laughs> and like maybe I'll try to get some rest. But regardless, you know, David, David's the plug. He's going to he has my back. I'm going to be at the front of. You know, this list of all these people who this has been another completely different world of theirs that's existed for 14 years compared to 24 hours. Um, but I was just like, wow, I got to be at the front of the line, like in front of like, you know, people who probably like, you know, gave too much money uh, for, for a star <laughs> as a fan of anything. And I, you know, I would, I'd, I'd, I'm saying that as someone who would pay $10,000 out of pocket to get 10, Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch. Weird Al podcast, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, if I ever had that kind of money. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you. So just to clarify, let, let me clarify. When, I, when Vicky and I saw Jackson sitting at you know the star, and we knew he was going to camp out overnight, and we knew he was such a big Weird Al fan, we did what we could to get him on the list to get in for, with the VIPs, to, to get in a little bit early, to get close to Al, to see Al's star ceremony. So at that point, Jackson had the option to go home and not come back till like 1130 the next day if he didn't want to. Right as the star was there and he just had to flash his, you know, his wristband and he would walk right in and he would he would be right in front of everybody who, you know, the 1500, the 1400 other people who were there, he would have been right in front. But no, his dedication, he stood out, he went, he went home, he took a quick shower, he went to the bathroom, got some mcdonald's and he came back and he sat there until 11 30 next morning i so yeah so yeah i i lied in bed just like sweating like i like i was i was like you know maybe i can get an hour of shut eye maybe maybe and i'm like no if i 
if by any chance I sleep till noon, this is, this is it. I'm done. I'm done for. I moved back to Texas. <laughs> you did not want to risk missing Al Star ceremony. I did not want to risk missing the ceremony. I mean, because I had, because like I, I was, I was exhausted. Like, like staying up all night's one thing, but like staying up all night after sitting on that. Anyway, so after three, after the shower, you know, this, the lying in bed sweating and then the other shower and the washing the clothes and the walking back out, probably like 2.45, I get back out there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and from that point, I'm saying the next person who sat next to me was the guy who was like popping up around, like he had driven out from like Phoenix and like he had a hotel like a block and a half away. And like he he also couldn't sleep. He was just like, I might come if I'm awake, I'll come. And so, but he still didn't get there until like four. And so from two forty five to four, with just the homeless population of Hollywood Boulevard, I'm just sitting in the 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 no strings attached uh, Hawaiian shirt with all the accordions on it, uh, a bald head in red shorts, just sitting there. These homeless people coming up to me like, you know, what are you here for? And I'm like, Weird Al Yankovic? And they're like, uh, and I'm like, uh, eat it? And they're like, uh, I'm like, white nerdy? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, the white nerdy guy. He's getting his star on the fame and the walk. Of, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, you can't, you can't sleep here, man. They're gonna, they don't, they don't let people sleep here. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 like, 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 it's, it's a Hollywood Walk of Fame, and they're like, yeah, you know, like, we hear you, man, like, you know, yeah, we get it, you live, like, a block and a half away, whatever, but, like, you can't sleep here, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not gonna sleep here, <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, there was, you know, 4 a.m., you know, a couple people, slowly and slowly, then the workers came out who like made it from a trash bag and cones into the beautiful site under that carpet or whatever. And, you know, they, they, but they, they were purely just like, like finit, like master, like perfecting the star. I think were either of y'all there at that point when they were blasting it. No, I wasn't. No, I was not aware. Oh, wow. So I don't even, I really have no sense of time. <laughs> so, you yeah, know, it was, so yeah, that last, they were sanding it. Then, you know, the tents came up, the carpet went down, chairs came in, our lines started forming. Well, and then there was the fact that, like, I, they pushed the five people that have already accumulated that weren't a part of the Star Fund. And so I had been pushed and then, like, grabbed by y'all. And I was like, oh, my gosh, my, my, my friends, my Weird Al people. And, uh, you know, I stood at the front. You know, we, we came in. There was, the, there was the filming for the burlesque documentary. Um, which was, which was fun. You know, I got a picture with Reggie and with, uh, Tom Lennon and with Emo. And I don't think I scored anyone other than that. Oh, you know, if you look, <laughs> if you, if you, if there's a picture that was posted on like USA Today and of it's like the whole family, like the three of them, like sitting and a very blurred in the background, you can see my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> That is your lame claim to fame. My that friend. is my lame claim to USA Today background. Oh, and then we, didn't we end up in like a Hollywood Walk of Fame like special on like CBS or something? Yeah, on um, the CW. The CW, yeah. Uh, so there's that. Right, yeah. you know? I have lots of lame claims to flame. That. <laughs> lame claims to fame. Okay, you, you sat there for 24 hours. Was it worth it? Uh, was it worth it? 
Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Because, like, you know, it just, it, like, it, it gave me a sense of community. Like, the second I, I got to California, I was like, oh, I, I was on the Hollywood Walk of Fame ceremony with a Weird Al Yankovic, and he shook my hand. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that was just that was just like a good thing to like pull out at any house party uh and now now the thing i pull out is the fact that at the hollywood walk of fame ceremony he signed my medical marijuana card <laughs> and and he goes uh he goes oh do you do you do you still need these in california and i go yeah yeah when you're under 21 I, I, my birthday was in like two months he's like oh <laughs> all right um okay uh, where do you want me to sign it i'm like uh you know on the front it's like on the back on the front i'm like on the front on the back of the front and then he goes oh right here and he signs it and he goes all right well uh good luck with your uh illness and he hands it back <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> of course dealing with the fact that it's so easy to get a medical marijuana card right in the state right, of California. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh that's awesome when dave and ethan's 2000 inch weird owl podcast get their star on the hollywood walk of fame maybe in 2000 inches can you give us a guarantee that you will be there camping out overnight i would i would be there for three days there would be festivities at you know the corner of like of like by capital records for some reason and like a very far off the you know it's filling up really fast but i would be sitting there for three days hosting you know a live dave and ethan's 2000 inch podcast festival yeah 72 hours straight wow <laughs> but you know separately separately i do think i am going to camp out uh you know just if i have nothing going on that night i might camp out in front of that bookstore in west hollywood to to get one of those signed uh black and white <laughs> and all over books it won't be 24 hours, but, you know, I'll probably be there at midnight to wait for, like, a 1 p.m. opening. Jackson, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anywhere online that you want us to send people? I would like you to go to S-H-A-K-E-W-E-L-L-E dot C-O-M. That is S-H-A-K-E-W-E-L-L-E dot C-O-M. Uh, a website on the Internet. Uh, you know, there's lots of links. There's a chat room. There's, there's lots of adventures. You can you can end up on there for hours. I was I was you know I, I pulled up the site map on that website and I was just like looking at JPEG over JPEG over JPEG. And, you know I was I was I was blown out of my mind by all the great content they have over at s h a k e w e l l e dot c o m. Did I spell that right? Thank you so much, Jackson. Have a good one, guys. Thank you so much to Jackson Scoggins. I was so happy to get to talk to him and, and hear about that. And I'm kind of <laughs> jealous I didn't wait there all night. Actually, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm glad I got the couple hours of sleep that I did. I didn't sleep very well that night because I was so nervous. But I'm glad that I got to go home and, you know, at least rest for a little <laughs> right. bit before the star ceremony. <laughs> And how cool is it that Jackson is a fan of our new favorite website, shakewell.com, spelled S-H-A-K-E-W-E-L-L-E dot C-O-M. Yes. Oh, man. I love going to shakewell.com, S-H-A-K-E-W-E-L-L-E dot C-O-M. And first thing I always click on when I go to shakewell.com is the house tab in the navigation bar. I just love looking at those two pictures 
of <laughs> you know i don't know if it's animated i don't know if it what it is but it's like these houses and there's like a ghost and there's like a, a painting of some guy on the wall i just love going to shakewell.com and looking at those two pictures on the house section you and me both love shakewell.com s-h-a-k-e-w-e-l-l-e dot c-o-m all right, Ethan, we heard your story, we heard my story, we heard Jackson's story, but there's one more story we've got to share with you, and it's pretty stinking majestic. We are so happy to finally have on a super Weird Al fan who we've known since the star ceremony. She flew all the way from Toronto, Canada to be in Hollywood for the star ceremony. Please welcome Polly Esther. How's it going, Polly? Hey, it's amazing. I am so so I'm so excited to, to talk to you guys today. Yay! <laughs> it's been a, such a long time coming. Yeah, we're so excited to have you on. Yeah. <laughs> so, Polly, we got to meet you at the Star Ceremony back on August 27th, 2018. But you have a pretty amazing story about how you actually got there. Yeah, I see. Um, A lot of people knew about the Star like long beforehand, but I didn't hear about it until like this announcement was made two weeks before. So Monday, August 13th, uh, like the announcement came out uh, that, oh, hey, Weird Al Yankovic is getting his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in two weeks. And I was like, what? And <laughs> I loved him. He's been my lifelong muse. I like he's helped me so much through like trauma and depression. And my friend uh, Dina messaged me relentlessly through the whole day and was like, you need to do a GoFundMe campaign to get there. And I was like, you're insane. Like you're insane. But she kept messaging me. And she goes, people will pay to help you like go and be there and see this in person. And I was just like, this is nuts. But the next day I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I'll do this. And so, uh, so on Tuesday, August 14th, I did create a GoFundMe campaign and then I put it out there and I said, okay, so he's meant so much to me my whole life. Um, if you donate, cause I was, it's so weird asking for money. Cause I said to my friend, you're basically asking me to ask people to give me money to go across the country to another country and look at a piece of sidewalk. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. When you put it that way, <laughs> this, this is basically what it boils down to. So I'm like, how do I, how do I like spin this? So it's not like sounding this insane. And so I said, if you, he's meant so much to me and I would love to be there in person to celebrate with him. So if you donate, um, I'll consider it early investment and sponsorship into the next one woman show that I create. And I'll, if I raise enough money, then um, uh, I'll be able to go and the show will be about this whole adventure because I'm, uh, I'm a writer and a performance artist and I do autobiographical one woman shows. And I thought, okay, this is how I can like make it work. And I put it out there and I had looked up prices and I'm like, how much would it cost for like uh, a round trip airfare for Toronto to LA and like, you know, and, and then one night stay in a motel and it came to just over a thousand dollars. So I made my goal a thousand dollars and I put it up on Tuesday, August 14th. And in two days I made my goal. Wow. It was, wow. I, I, yeah, right. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, what is going on? I'm like, is this happening? So <laughs> now it's like a week and a half that I'm going to be going to LA for like the first time. And I was like, what? so this, this, those days sped by so fast. So basically I uh, was going to be arriving <laughs> in LA <laughs> Sunday, August 26th at 10:30 AM. And I was going to be going back to Toronto 
Monday, August 27th at 11.30 p.m. Oh, I was going to oh, wow. be in L.A. for 37 hours. Wow. wow. Yeah, so I thought, because I don't, I don't have any money, right? Like, so I have this money to get there. And so it, it was just like, oh, my God, I'm going. And I literally don't remember the, that week and a half between, like, when I booked the, the flight ticket and then when I actually arrived at the airport going, what am I doing? And then I got to L.A. and then I'm looking for the shuttle bus. And then I see, like, the I go, here's the shuttle bus. And then it says Hollywood. And I'm like, this is, like, people abandon their lives to go to Hollywood to try to, like, you know, live their dreams. And I'm like, I'm doing this right now. Like, and it's because like all of these people gave me money to do this. So it was just like, this is the craziest thing ever. And so I arrived and, uh, I, yeah, I just kind of like went, <laughs> I went to my motel, which was, um, I think it was kind of like a detox. Um, <laughs> oh, I no. only, I only booked it because it was a seven minute walk to where the ceremony was going to take place. And I was like, okay, so I just, I want the quickest place. I don't know these motels. And it was, yeah, it was very, I lived through the night, which is good. Um, <laughs> wow. But I have street smarts, but I mean, like, I was still wary. And uh, when I got, so it was like Monday morning, uh, I'm ready to go and like uh, go to Hollywood Boulevard and like stand there with everybody. And my original plan was just to get there like super, super early in the morning and line up because I didn't know what to do. And I'm like, I've only got this backpack, right? So it's the first time I'm traveling with only a backpack. So that was also (laughs) crazy. Um, And so the original goal was to get like there really early and then just figure out where I was going to stand. But before I left Toronto, uh, another friend of mine, Charlie Downs, who has a Weird Al podcast called Weird Al Yankovics in Orlando, yep. um, he told me to email. He goes, "You need to email uh, Vicky DeVries. She's the treasurer of the like the Weird Al Star Fund. Uh, you need to tell her your story." And so I said the same thing. I said to Dina, "I go, you're insane." Um, and then obviously it sank in a little bit. And so I messaged her. I thought, what could it hurt? So I emailed her a few days before I flew to LA and I said, Hey, this is my story, blah, 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 blah. And she said, Oh my God, Polly, you've really touched my heart. Tell you what, why don't you join us with the VIP group? We're meeting Monday morning uh, at the corner of Hollywood and orange. You guys know so well. And, uh, <laughs> And so be there by 8.30, and we'll give you a wristband, and then you can join us because we're going to move up. We'll be the first ones to get to go and secure a spot for the ceremony, and then you can join us after the ceremony for um, a private lunch that Weird Al's manager, Jay Levy, is holding for us. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, this is what I'm like, I swear to God, this is a dream, and I'm going to wake up, and I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> so... So basically, like this literally, like these two weeks went by, like it was just, it was literally like a dream. And like, it, cause uh, I did end up creating the show about it. But so Monday came and I went and I met, um, I met everybody at the corner and I met you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Got the wristbands with the freaking American flag on it because <laughs> America loves their flags. That's right. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. Anywho, good for you. Whatever. So. <laughs> the rest of the world does not get your obsession, but that's okay. So, so I'm walking around with the stars and stripes on my wrist, and then we move up, and just everybody I met that day was incredible. Obviously, the ceremony was like, like just 
insane. I got to meet Dr. Demento, and uh, and then we all, a bunch of us went and took the bus down. There was like about 12 of us that took the bus all the way to the, the after party afterwards. But we're, we're on this bus, and, um, and then we arrive at obviously the Viper Room which was the after party, which was also crazy. I'm like, how am I right. in the Viper room? <laughs> right. I don't, I like, literally like, I think somebody's going to wake me up in a second. It's just going to be so <laughs> awful. Um, but then we went and then we had this taco buffet set up for us. And, uh, and then we had this mini concert done. And then uh, I got to meet Dr. Demento again. And I got to actually meet Jay Levy. And uh, I had told Dr. Demento my story, like after the ceremony. And he's like, you have to tell Jay Levy your story. And I made this sign. <laughs> I made a sign. And basically yes. all the TV people and reporters kept taking pictures and interviewing me because I had a sign. And it said, um, uh, flew down from Toronto yesterday. And it just said, like, um, I, did, I did a GoFundMe campaign. And so basically I said I did a GoFundMe campaign and I'm going to turn this all into a one-woman show. And so, so people loved this sign. And yeah, and so then Dr. Demento is just like, where's your sign? He's like screaming at me. <laughs> and so now Jay Levy is like reading this sign and I'm telling him my story that I told Dr. Demento just a few hours earlier. And I'm like, is this my life right now? This is like crazy. <laughs> and then uh, and then I moved away and it was just like, you know, like hanging out with you guys and everybody else. And then all of a sudden Weird Al showed up and I had met him um uh, uh, the year before at one of the VIP meet and greets in Toronto and had basically, um, he's, he, I got him to autograph the poster of my very first one woman show, which was called weird Al saved my life. Mm -hmm. And when he saw that, he was just like, Oh my God, he goes, keep going, Polly, keep going. And so I was like, so excited to like, Oh my God, I'm going to meet him again. This is so crazy. And when I finally got up to like me being the next person that he could talk to in the Viper room in the freaking Viper room, um, <laughs> He turned and he just threw his arms out and went, Polly. And I was like, wow. weird Al knows me. <laughs> and I'm like, this is literally the greatest day of my life. And of course I'm like <laughs> sobbing my eyes out right now. <laughs> but um, yeah. And so he's reading my sign and he just said, I'm so happy that you were able to come down and like, you know, spend this day with me and everybody. Like, it means so much to me. Thank you so much. And he goes, and I can't wait for your, for you to do your show. Like, and then he says, like, keep going. And it was just so awesome. And then literally I hung out with some people and then uh, went back and got the shuttle and, and then was on a plane back to Toronto at 1130 <laughs> at night. I'm like, I don't understand what the hell is going on. Um, and yeah. And then, so basically, and I'm like, okay, well, uh, I think I got to make a show now. And, uh, and then a couple months later, uh, they did the lottery drawing for the Orlando fringe that I had done the year before. And, uh, they picked my name and I'm like, okay, well, Hollywood is making its debut in May of 2019. <laughs> so I got to really rate this thing now. And it was literally the day that I, um, performed it was pretty much nine months to the day of the ceremony. Oh, wow. And so, yeah. So I got to meet Weird Al a third time on the Strings Attached tour uh, when he came to Toronto in July of last year. And I brought the poster for Pollywood. So he, he was now going to be signing two of my Weird Al show posters. <laughs> and 
uh, he just wanted to hear all about the show. He was so excited that like, I'd actually like, you know, it, I follow through and like, he put the show together and I said, yeah. And it was like nine months pretty much. And he goes, well, I am a very proud father. (laughs) (laughs) Nine months in two weeks and your life changed so dramatically. It did. And then, oh, and that was the thing. Like, so that was like everything. But I said, everybody who donates, I'm going to mention your name in the show. And I did. So there's a point in the show where I basically have this map of the United States and, and this line of like, here's the flight path from Toronto to LA. And these are the people who helped get me there. And I, I shout everybody's name and how they know them. And then, and then my friend Ron, uh, I took like the, the airport cab, uh, and that's because my friend Ron, and then I never owned a Hawaiian t-shirt, but thanks to Martha and Linda, I was able to buy, you know, these shirts right. finally. And so <laughs> I, I literally mentioned everybody's name that donated. So I fulfilled what I set out to do. And, and it was just really crazy because my other show, damn it, Jim, which is about, um, how Star Trek has helped me in my journey as a recovering alcoholic that has done like, that's had like it's now six different versions over like four years. Um, and it's in a great place now, but to have this new show come completely like out of the gate and like bang and, and all this stuff, I'm like, Oh my God, I think I'm getting the hang of doing one woman shows now. <laughs> and thankfully, like a lot of cool stuff happened. So it actually was a really good one woman show. Cause right. if you just like, if you came out and you like, you know, nothing happened like it, it would have been a shorter show but dave and i we got to see we finally got to see pollywood a few weeks ago and it was like an hour and a half it was jam-packed it was so good i was so happy to finally see it yay oh yeah that, so was a great, that was a great show and and your story is wonderful absolutely it just I, and i'm glad too that you had a great experience you know and and just the way you tell the story it's worth listening to just because like, even like when you were just mentioning, you were staying at that CD hotel and just <laughs> how you go into detail in, in your show about what you had to do to survive the night there. Right. Just, <laughs> just have a great way of telling a story. Absolutely. I totally <laughs> recommend our listeners check out Pollywood. It is so awesome. And it's actually, it's still available to watch online. Uh, if you head over to the fringe live stream page, on Facebook, you can check it out, and and Polly, we'll post the links in our Facebook group for that. Uh, you also recently did a live stream of Damn It, Jim. I'm a comedian, not a doctor. I did, and that is still also available. So we'll post the link to that. <laughs> What's really funny is when you were getting introduced to do that one. It's all about overcoming being an alcoholic, and the guy who was introducing you is like, "Oh, I love Polly. I, I'm gonna have to buy you a beer next time I see you." <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's like, oh, I should not have said that. <laughs> it's so funny because it's like, well, I mean, he's he's one of the, the guys who runs so, uh, a lot at the Fringe. Yeah. And it's just the Fringe uh, life. It's just beer tent, right? Yeah. It's just this, <laughs> that's what you do. You do like you all end up at the beer tent um, at the end. And it's just that's what the culture is. And so it's just like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. And it was really interesting because also like doing my show on the circuit, it's like it is this heavy alcohol based uh, like lifestyle out there. And so it's been interesting to like do my show, but also like, oh, yeah, as somebody who is like doesn't drink. And I've met so many people are like, it's really nice to actually be able to talk to somebody who doesn't drink because there's so much pressure so people are trying to stay sober and there are people on the circuit who are in recovery uh, and it's really hard for them. And so like, 
that actually from that and from doing Pollywood and that uh, I did a lot of touring last year. Like I did a California tour of Damn It Jim, then came home to Toronto and then went to Orlando for Pollywood. And I was there for three weeks and then came back home for 10 days and then went to the Ottawa Fringe Festival to do Damn It Jim again for two weeks. Um, uh, yeah. And then so it was like seven months of hard work for like this whole tour. And then it was exhausting and I lost a lot of money. Like it's really hard up there. And then also, the mental health uh, issues that you get because you can beat yourself up if you're not doing well and all that stuff. Um, So it was like, I learned a lot on the tour and it was like, uh, so that's helping me, you know, with what I want to like add little bits into each of my shows, like just to, to, because people really like talking to me after the shows about, um, about what I say, because I'm brutally honest about like my anxiety and depression and OCD and alcoholism and like everything. And then there's something that I talk about in, um, in Hollywood that I went through when I was younger, unfortunately. And so that's a huge thing as well. And so by opening up more, it's like, it's helping other people, um, like heal and talk about stuff that they've been through as well. So yeah, it's like my shows are like really good and entertaining and I like doing that, but it's also like, there's always a message that, you know, (laughs) we all go, we're all going through stuff, but there's always people out there that you can connect with and just find your people. And I found that in the Star Trek community and I found that in the Weird Al community with you guys as well. And it's just incredible. Like people are out there that, you think you're alone so much of the time and, and you're not, it's just like being able to like open up and um, people are there. And I'm so blessed to have you guys in my life. Really. Oh, well, thank you for doing yeah. all that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I feel blessed to have you. I, I wanted to just briefly chat about it's a couple months after the star, you were out in Albany, New York area for a star oh, yeah. Trek convention. <laughs> And we got to meet up. We, you know, we chatted for hours. And then as we're leaving, the guy who invented Klingon walked by. Like, we were saying goodbye, and, and you just, like, froze. You're like, that's the guy who invented Klingon. It was so funny. The Klingon language, yeah. Because I was staying, the hotel I was staying at was the one that was, like, um, the main hotel for the convention. And so we got the discounted price. And so a lot of the people um, who were, like, attending like just like people going to the convention and people who were like panelists and all that stuff were staying there. And so literally I was literally uh, on the same floor as like Mark Oakland, the guy who created the Klingon language, which is insane. And so I had already seen a panel with him. And then I said to Ethan, that's the guy. And he's like, what? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned seeing Al last year on the strings attached to her. It was really great because I was at that show. I got to wait in line and spend time with you at the VIP party. Yes. And you, during the show, Al gave you one of his scarves during <laughs> the audience bit. It was so awesome because you're like right in the front row. Al like walks down yeah. the stairs. He makes eye contact with you and bam, you're the first person he interacts with. It was just, it was so awesome. I'm like, that's Polly. <laughs> I know I I didn't because I also because I dressed up I actually wore this um, bodysuit yeah. that was like basically American dollar bills like American yeah. money <laughs> that I got that I bought on Hollywood Boulevard wow. when I went to LA oh. <laughs> so I'm like I am so wearing this and I brought because when I did it I, I couldn't fit it into the show when I did it online because doing my show um, doing Hollywood online because it was broadcast on Facebook I couldn't use music mm. and so that changed some of the scenes and unfortunately I I usually end the show playing um uh when you wish upon a star like 
from from Disney. Right. And I and I show like I, I turn this thing around and I show like a, a the star with Weird Al Yankovic written on it as it's playing and I have a Weird Al puppet <laughs> that I use and so I'm kind of like talking to him and it's just like oh my god it's this magical thing it's just like yeah so I wished upon a star and this dream of mine came true and so. Uh, it just didn't work. So I had to change. I had to make the ending a few minutes early. Um, so that was also something that I really had to work on. But um, so I had this puppet and I brought the puppets to the concert. And so I'm walking around in this like money bodysuit with my signature <laughs> hairstyle, which is the two poochies, yep. two pigtails, uh, plus this weird owl puppet. And um, so, yeah, so a lot of people wanted their picture taken with me. Um, so I'm in the front row and I'm sitting there and I had the puppet going like the, I had the puppet singing along to the entire show. <laughs> so wow. he's coming down and I was just like, oh my God. And our other friend, Rob, who was also in the VIP line was there and he was in the front row. He sat, there was a girl who was sitting next to me. And when she found out that Rob and I knew each other, she switched places with him so that he could sit next to oh, me, wow. which was so sweet. That is it was so, so cool. nice. It was getting, I know. And so somebody that I met, at the ceremony, I'm like, it was so happy like to see each other again. And then she switched so that we could sit together. It was so nice. <laughs> and so he comes down, the weird owl comes down and I'm like, Oh my God. And then when I saw that he made eye contact, I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And I'm like squealing <laughs> in my seat and jumping up and down. And then he like, he puts the scarf, obviously after rubbing the scarf in his armpit first, right. because of course. He has to. <laughs> then he wraps it around uh, my neck and then just kind of, brushes my face and I'm like just like squealing and all this stuff and then he walks away to do it throughout the crowd and I was just like oh my god and then after like he moves away my phone started buzzing like crazy I didn't know how many friends I had in the show like in the <laughs> audience that night and all of a sudden I'm like a friend of mine I hadn't seen in years it's just like you were on the screen oh my god so all these people like so, so half of the people were like I didn't get my phone out quick enough to take a picture but it was so cool to see you oh my god and then the other half were like I tried taking pictures so I've got all these I had all these like blurry shots there. So, they, so people said there were like pockets of people throughout the Molson Amphitheater screaming because I was on the screen so like, I was one of them so I had fans all over as well. So that was pretty. That was pretty funny as well. So that also made for a for a, a great night. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's so awesome. Yeah. Right, so you have Weird Al saved my life, which we didn't get into. You have Hollywood, and now I'm wondering when your experience on Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al podcast is going to be turned into a one. <laughs> I know. So that could be little snippets. I actually I am starting to work on another. Uh, so I kind of started it and then, uh, I, I during quarantine, cause it was something is an idea I had when I went to New York to do my first one woman show. Um, so basically I met somebody, um, who came to my show and was just like, I'm so, I'm so excited to meet you. I'm a huge fan of your writing. And I was just like, I've got a blog I write on every six months. Like, I don't understand what this woman is saying. And so um, I was just like, so sorry, where have you seen my rating? And then she, she, to her horror, she thought I, uh, I was another polyester. Like, apparently there's this advice columnist. Her name is Heather Haverlansky, I think. And she goes by the moniker polyester. And she's got a <laughs> column called Ask Polly. And it's been going forever. And, she, and she's she's a New Yorker. And so she thought I was that polyester. And she was mortified. And I was just like, wait a minute. 
there's another polyester out there. <laughs> and I was fascinated and I'm trying to calm this poor woman down because she was like so distraught. I'm like, no, this is the coolest thing ever. And so I thought, I wonder how many other polyesters are out there. And so I never went back to that. But now, you know, after the first month in quarantine, this comes back into my head. So the next show I'm going to work on, I'm going to, it's going to take me a while, but I'm going to try to find as many polyesters, many other polyesters oh, wow. around the world and <laughs> um, ask them why, why they chose the name and like, what, like, is it a specific reason? Is it like, what, what has been, what, what is it like being polyester? And so I'm going to try to find as many as I can and then put it all together in a show, but have it as a choose your own adventure. Oh. So that every show oh. is different. So the audience will choose. It's just like, so this is this like seven minute story about this polyester in like, you know, Germany. Uh, okay. So now do you want to find out about somebody from like, you know, Australia or do you want to go to, uh, you know, uh, British Columbia and then oh, the audience wow. will choose. And then, so I'm going to have like a storybook and then do, do it <laughs> like that. And then just change it up every night so that it's like, you can, you can come see the show several times, <laughs> get a different show <laughs> each time. So it's going to take a lot of work and trying to get out there. But, um, yeah, but that's, so this idea that I had six years ago is finally going to come to fruition. That sounds awesome. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Polly, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. We can check you out on Facebook. You have your personal page where you do these daily, I don't even know how to describe them. You just kind of chat and take questions and, and you know, kind of open up about your life uh, on your personal page. Yeah. I, a few weeks into the quarantine, I was just like, I, my anxiety was getting really bad. I'm like, I, I'm going to do a Facebook live video today at noon. Like come and join me. And I don't know, let's just like talk and connect. And uh, since then, every Monday to Friday, I've been doing like a half hour rambling mess of stuff uh, at noon last week was when my 100th show wow so like i've been doing it like now 103 times like and so this has just been this constant routine so it's literally i just thought it was going to be like this oh my god i just need to like talk to somebody or like what are we going through like what is this quarantine and it's actually helped my anxiety more like it's it's instead of like just staying in bed i i have to get up because i have to get dressed i have to brush my hair i have to like get myself together because i have to like go on camera at 12 and so this has helped me um, pick myself up and like just like keep going as opposed to letting my depression get to me and like just not getting out of bed. So it's really helped with that. But there are days I'm like, oh, hey, I've got a little agenda. These are things I want to talk about because some days people don't comment on the side. <laughs> and I'm just looking at myself on a screen. So I'm like, OK, so we've still got 23 minutes. OK, um, I'm going to take another sip of coffee. Is anybody out there? <laughs> And then, and then I just keep going. And then I'm like, well, I guess I'll wrap up early. Oh, no, wait. Oh, my God. So I'm flashing through Netflix. And then all of a sudden I'm going like 10 minutes. Like, you know, it's really – so it's really great. So I talk about nothing. Um, it's like Seinfeld. It's like right. I don't even know what I talk about. <laughs> uh, but I just it, – it's helped me because I'm not on a stage performing. That actually helps me um, figure out how to do online performing. So doing these full-length – uh, shows, I kind of already prepared myself for just looking at myself on a screen and not hearing any laughter or applause or anything and just doing this. So right. I, yeah, it was just like this weird coincidence. Oh, okay. So this is, this is what it's like now. And so it's been really great. 
It's crazy, but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so we can also check out your performer page on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash dammitjimpolyester and on Instagram at Pollywood Productions. Yes. And I'm on Twitter. At Polyester Gems. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And coming soon, you're working on a Patreon. So, you know, Dave and I, we love Patreon. We love getting to interact yeah. with our listeners and supporters. So uh, can't wait for you to do that. I think you're going to love it. And I think everyone's going to love getting to support you that way. I would like that, too. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Polly. This has been so awesome. It's always a pleasure getting to chat with you. Yay! I love you guys so much. Thank you so much to Polly Esther for joining us on the podcast. We've been talking about having Polly on the podcast for a long time, so I'm glad we finally got to have her on. And I'm so glad that we got to finally see Pollywood a few weeks ago. Yeah, what a cool show. And it is still available over on Fringe Livestream, so you definitely want to check it out while it's still available. It is a great show. If you're a Weird Al fan, you want to watch this one. We're going to post a link to both of her shows over on our group, group.2000inch.com. Now, Dave, while we were talking to Jackson and Polly, we actually got a phone call on the 347 Spatula Hotline, the official hotline of Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, sponsored by Angel Valenzuela and David Cash, two amazing Weird Al fans and podcast supporters. So without further ado, let's check out that 347 Spatula message. This is Jeremy, and I'm here with Mindy. Together, we are Jeremy and Mindy's. Twan Ball Shot Podcast, episode 144 inches diameter. On today's episode, we say greetings from the Twan Ball. We wish you were here. Won't the folks back home be jealous? Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Mindy. And thank you to Angel Valenswell and David Cash for sponsoring the 347 Spatula Hotline. And that was Jeremy Samples, and if you are a police officer from the San Luis Obispo area, and you're listening, it was all his idea to break into that building. (laughs) (laughs) Am I going to have to audition for a brand new co-host now that you've basically admitted to breaking and entering on the air, on the record, forever? (laughs) No comment. My lawyer advises me to plead the Fifth Amendment. Ah, smart move. Just like I was advised in Al Yankovic versus the state of New Jersey. You know, each week we can bring you this podcast absolutely free thanks to sponsors like Brito Brito, Angel Valenzuela, and his son David Cash, this week's guest, Jackson Scoggins, and all of our amazing Patreon supporters like my WeirdOutStar.com partner, Vicky DeVries, and so many more. Patreon helps us pay the bills and ensures that we can continue doing what we love, and that's making fun, entertaining Weird Al podcasts for you each week. And it also goes towards my bail money when I'm ultimately arrested (laughs) for my crimes against Cal Poly. Please join us in thanking all of our supporters over at patreon.com slash 2000inch for making this podcast possible. And please consider joining our Patreon family for as little as $1 per month. And also please consider joining Jackson as he camps out for our inevitable Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast star ceremony. Another way to support the podcast is by purchasing merchandise from the official Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast shop. Head over to shop.2000inch.com for great items like our inverted shirts, sweatshirts, and more. I cannot get enough of the inverted logo shirts. I actually got them in the mail this week, Dave, and they are pretty stinking majestic. So if you head over to group.2000inch.com, you can see the shirts that I purchased from shop.2000inch.com. Dave, you're welcome for buying shirts to support the podcast. 
Well, hopefully those hoodies will keep you nice and warm in jail. I hear it can get cold at night in those cement walls. <laughs> Thanks again to this week's guests, Jackson Scoggins and Polyester, and all of our listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters, and sponsors. And thanks to everyone who follows us at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Do your part and tag fun, weird out, or podcast-related posts over on social media using hashtag 2000inch and hashtag gill and chill. Be sure to join our Facebook group by heading on over to group.2000inch.com if you have not already. Find us online at weirdalpodcast.com or 2000inch.com. Make sure to share our posts, tell your friends about the podcast, and we love it when you leave us voice messages via our 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline, 347 Spatula. You might even hear your message on the air. You know where to find us, but do yourselves a favor and head on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, or the podcast app of your choice and hit that subscribe button. Hitting the subscribe button is the only way you will not miss a single episode the second it drops. For more information on the Weird Al Star Fund, our listeners can head on over to weirdalstar.com. Now, we're not accepting donations anymore, but there still is a lot of great information on that website, weirdalstar.com. Now, Ethan, worst case scenario, if you do happen to get locked up for those crimes that you committed in San Luis Obispo, if you get thrown in Alcatraz and they throw away the key and they surround the whole island with sharks and everything, what will you use for your one last remaining phone call? Well, I already know what it would be. It would be 347 Spatula. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast, episode 69 Inch. Good luck with your uh, illness. <laughs>